Welcome back, me, to the Fantasy Ace Ball Podcast. And we've been like, kind of like on an Eminem thing, a little kick on our text thread, guys. So, yeah, yeah, Raymond, Raymond is like, Tim is back, back again. So, <laughs> uh, I guess that'll be the title of this episode. But anyway, we are back. This is Tim Kanak, and you are listening to the Fantasy Ace Ball Podcast. You can find me on the Twitter at Fantasy Ace Ball. You can find my written work with Raymond over on Friends with Fantasy Benefits. And I must say, to top this bad boy off, you guys did an excellent job without me. And I couldn't have thought of a better way to have an episode number 100. See, most people, <laughs> most people, when they have an episode 100, they bring on like a special guest or something. But what we did was we subtracted leave. me. <laughs> so <laughs> we did like the exact opposite of any other podcast, which is good. We're just like uh, counter the industry. So take that industry. <laughs> all right you know, raymond raymond is here up? at raymond atherton great job hosting raymond thanks i had a lot of fun but the funniest part about that is like i think it was like 4 30 my time that you gabe texted the thread that like yeah we're not potting today right and you're like oh yeah no unless you guys want to and i'm like let's do it so came together quickly but it was a lot of fun lot that's of good fun. you guys did awesome and also Gabe here, Gabe Jenna, at Catcher Streamer. What's up, Gabe? What's happening? Before we got started, I literally saw Gabe move an entire fire pit. It was like a, <laughs> a, fi- a fire pit that is not in the ground, and he moved the entire thing so that he is not cold during the podcast. I'll tell you what, guys, I'm not cold, even though I had hail in Florida today, which was weird. It's literally the first time I've lived in Florida for for like 12 years, and it's the first time I've ever seen hail. It's like, what? That's and I just roof, got back dude. from the Caribbean, too. Oh, yeah, I know. And I, I was like, I'm actually going to get a hail damage claim. Usually, I have no insurance jobs. All my work is like uh, is retail, so very weird. But anyway... By the way, I was not in the Bahamas. I was in St. Thomas. So I was in the, the Virgin Islands. Oh. I saw we, we took a boat and we sailed very close to Jeff Epstein's island. It was odd. Mm. That's oh, fitting yeah. for you, Tim. I'm not surprised at all. Oh yes. Yeah, that's oh, not yes. the first time you've been there, is it? <laughs> no, I went with Bill Bill and Bill and uh, Hillary, <laughs> Hillary and the whole gang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Donald, the whole, the whole gang. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> so it is week five now even though the weeks we've talked about are weird so whatever um this though guys is kind of the week i think if you're in a dynasty league or keeper league you start to look at your team and the standings and begin eh, what's really going on here the hope may dwindle or the hope is over the moon or you're just stuck in the middle all three of those things could happen I don't know about you guys, but uh, I got like two teams in my Dynasty Keeper Leagues that are really looking good right now. I've got a couple teams that are kind of in the middle. And then the Fantasy Aceball Invitational, I've just completely been completely smoked by injuries in that league. And I have bowed out to the point that I just won a bid on Shane Boz, who is out <laughs> for the year. And I'm happy about that. That is like the move of the year for me. Because I'm, if, if I already have like 10 injured guys, I might just we'll just keep adding more on. Right, Raymond? So all I want to do in that league is figure out how to get uh, O'Neill Cruz on my team, and I haven't figured it out yet. I have like $3 to spend, and I need 
like 13 or whatever. Like my team in that league is so bad. <laughs> I offer you a solution to that, Raymond. Wait, I mean, you, you, lo- you, loose- you loosely offered a solution to that. <laughs> you know, I went all out there and I only had a couple hits so far. But if you're listening and you're in that league, I am selling. Come get my good pieces because I am not going to win. I am too, my team is too already in the fire. Too much bad things happen. Too, too much Jeffrey Springs, too much Jose Altuve the day after he gets hit by a broken hand, and too much Logan O'Hoppy. Bad luck. So, anyway, uh, let's get down to the lineup notes. So, lineup notes. Baltimore Orioles. Gunner is moved back in the lineup. Uh, I seem like every week we're talking about Gunner moving up or down in this lineup. It's kind of funny. But Gunner is up at number five. He's actually hitting recently. So he was looking pretty bad to start the year, but he's hitting and getting on base at a pretty good clip. Uh, you, I mean, you'd like to see some more power and speed out of it, but at least he's like making strides. And I compared it last time that I was on with Raymond to Alex Bregman. And it's, it's just so similar to Bregman's like rookie year to me when he started like over 43 or whatever. Um, but also with the Orioles, Joey Ortiz was promoted ahead of Jordan Westberg and Connor Norby. Those two guys are higher ranked prospects. Ortiz is more like the defensive hit guy. Uh, I don't really think there's fantasy value there, so I wouldn't really be in on it, but I have seen him get added in some really deep leagues. And uh, Yenier Cano, this guy might be for real as a holds guy. Like I was watching, and I, I was writing this article last night before Alex Fast was like posting stuff on Twitter about him today and showing his... Uh, I want to say it was his changeup, and it's just ridiculous. Like it's like uh, Devin Williams type stuff out there. You guys, got anything on the Orioles? We talked about him last pod without you and duty. Yeah, it just reminds me of what happened with the Orioles last year, where they traded Pablo Lopez and had a stud behind him. Yeah, they have. Uh... The Orioles, I mean, DL Hall, I think is going to end up as a reliever, and he could be, he could be Josh Hader if they make him a reliever. So, I think that's the one thing the Orioles are missing really out of their farm is more good starters. I don't know really what other like all their top prospects now besides DL Hall are all hitters. They're all like all middle infielders. So I don't know. Uh, Boston Red Sox. Jaron Duran is actually doing things for the first time. He's like a twenty-six-year-old breakout. Kind of like Jared Kalanick. Kelnick, Kelnick. Look, I did it, Raymond. Woo! Uh, but yeah, Jared Duran. You guys in in Duran? Gabe? No. <laughs> Not even in Fantasy Baseball Invitational? Yeah, I mean, the deeper leagues. Uh, for sure. I mean, that's, you know, the guys, the guys do definitely doing things. It's just a small sample. And he's, and he's still at, you know, he's only 26. He could still turn it around. But he's been so bad, you know, in his in his first major league showing. I don't know. I, I think that there's probably some luck baked into his 436 batting average. But uh, we'll see. Here's a fun question for you: Who's older, Jaron Duran or Victor Robles? Robles. Duran. Yeah, definitely Duran. Robles is like 23. <laughs> would you would you have thought that like based on service time though? That's only because the Nationals screwed him up so bad. 
Yeah. yeah but you're still going to take Duran, right? Like, if, yeah. you have, if you have to pick yeah. one of those guys. Robles is broken. Well, they pulled – that was the year they pulled Robles and Soto out of double A, right? Like, one of them is going to be a Hall of Famer, presumably. And the other one, it just fell flat on his face. Yeah, for sure. Also, Red Sox promoted Emmanuel Valdez last week, and he's just on the bench. I really don't understand that, why dude. teams – Yeah, why that. do you promote a prospect? I mean, he's not a, like a superstar prospect, right? But, like, he was one of their top, like, ten prospects or whatever. So why are you going to pull him up and then just start – put him on the bench? It's kind of like it's the horrible. Mets when they call up Alvarez and they just had him be their backup catcher to Thomas Nito. It's like, okay. And Brett Beatty. Yeah, Brett Beatty. Well, Beatty's playing full-time now. He's not platooning anymore. He's full-time now. We'll get to that with the Mets. And also it was Bayo. one game. Yeah, uh, one game he started. <laughs> Bayo's back. He pitched today, and he did all right. Uh, so Garrett Whitlock hit the IL, and poor dude can't catch a break as a starter. Every time he tries to start, he gets hurt. Uh, but worst-case scenario, he's a very, very, very good reliever. But Bayo... I'm going to bring up his stats because he just finished up. He had a good game today. Five innings pitched, six Ks, one eight ERA. So I guess that's one run, uh, one four whip. So pretty solid for Bayo against Cleveland. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's a good, good step forward for Bayo. I think it's going to keep him in the rotation. What do you guys think? He's a solid four, solid three. Probably a streamer for fantasy. Yeah. For 12-teamers, yeah. 15-teamers, I think he's, like, must-own. But 12-teamers, I th- he might be a streamer. I think he's got such high upside, though. If you have him, you should just hold on to him. I think you have him in the Memorial Magazine League, don't you, Raymond? Yeah, I think I st- – I don't know if I started him this week, but, yeah, I do. All right, White Sox. Gaby, we're hearing some wind, by the way. Uh, White Sox. Robert is now hitting third. He's been moving all over the order. Andrew Vaughn is hitting second. This team has been has not won in nine games, I think. So they're just literally every day. This team has a different lineup. I feel like. Did you, did you see what happened to uh, Robert today? Yeah, he, he yeah, he, where where he okay. just like walked into first and got thrown out. And he literally he could have beaten that for, throw so easily. And then he got benched. He got benched after that. So that's what we call a uh, Javi Baez in this part of the country. I wonder if Tony Lewis sort of traded him for that. um also there's been some rumors that michael kopik has been tipping pitches which might partially explain why he's been so bad and then i've been also raymond i know you're the big oscar Colos guy early in the year and uh, i've seen him getting dropped in a decent amount of leagues and how how are you on oscar Colos at the moment dude i don't think i've started him on a, a day i've had a full lineup in two weeks yeah, I don't I don't know if he's in over his head or he's just pressing or what, but yeah, it hasn't been good. You're not dropping him yet? No. I mean the two leagues I have him in are dynasty leagues. And then I guess I have him in my home league, but um that league is so deep with bench hitters that I'm I have him there too. But he's definitely on the radar. Like I have a couple trades that need to process and I'm He's going to be my first drop. I'll say that. Yeah. Cleveland Guardians. Dude, how jealous are you of this team? Of, like, this farm system and their pitchers? I don't know about you, Gabe, but, like, 
I want to be a Guardians fan because I would just love to have prospect upon prospect come up, like amazing pitching prospect after amazing amazing pitching prospect. They got Bybee, they've got Allen. We'll talk more about them later. They've got Gavin Williams still down there. They've got Daniel Espino. It's ridiculous. I mean, Gabe. Yeah, I think they still do small market, you know, small market things. But I mean, Tanner Bibay, Bybee, Bybee. Yeah, dude, that guy's the real deal. I wish I had more. I, I don't have any shares of him. Not that I'm in that many leagues, but I wish that I did. He he seems like, and they've got a track record of developing starting pitching. You know, it's not like just their. It's not like this is a new thing for them. So I'm sure that he'll be the next. You know, we'll talk about him like we talk about Shane Bieber here. Uh, you know, in a couple of years. Bo Naylor. I don't know why he's not up yet. We'll talk about him a little more later. Uh, if the Guardians could score more runs with this pitching staff, they could be one of the best teams in baseball. I mean, you're looking at Bieber with Bybee, with Allen, potentially with Gavin Williams later in the year, Tristan McKenzie, if he gets healthy, like that rotation is just ridiculous. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe best rotation in baseball. Raymond, your Tigers. Zach McKinstry is hitting the lineup now. Uh, he might be worthy of something because he's looked okay since being up. Uh, I, I know you say you joke that you can't even watch them because you get blacked out, but uh, <laughs> like, are, are you in on any McKinstry in deep leagues just to like try to get some leadoff counting stats? You worded that so poorly. I'm not blacked out. They're blacked out. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean he's. At least in CBS, he's eligible at literally the entire infield, so that's semi-useful. But, no, I mean, I don't have a ton of faith in him or the Tigers, so and he'll never hit for power. So do with that what you will. Zach McKinstry, 20-team uh, leagues only. 16-team, <laughs> I mean, 40-man roster leagues only. Go ahead. There you go. <laughs> Fantasy baseball invitational. Zach McKinstry is like uh, is a very solid player right now. That's like someone I'm dreaming over. <laughs> Houston Astros. Uh, I don't get it, Raymond. You're Don, your boy. He. I feel like he's sitting like twice a week. Have you noticed that? Who are we talking about? Sorry. You're Don. Alvarez. He's got a yeah. neck injury. Is that why? Is neck now? Yeah, he's always got he's something. He was back in the lineup today. Oh, okay. Well, you're the injury guy, so I let you handle all that. But it yeah, I've been noticing it. Did you read I'm it? A... Yeah, I read it. But I, I'm just kidding. I forgot it. I, I was just drunk uh, for a week in the islands, bro. <laughs> uh, you can't be that big and that good at baseball and expect to be healthy that time, all the time. <laughs> yeah, I just noticed in OPL, he was out like every other day. And I'm like, what's going on here? And then they still yeah. have... Even and they still had Dubon and Pena hitting ahead of Tucker in the lineup. Like, what? What is going on? Okay. So, do you guys know who Ryan Stanick is? Yes. Okay. So his dad sells us parts. I see him about once a month, and he told me that that Dusty Baker is like extremely racist and beats up on the guys that aren't, you know, black or Hispanic. And so I th- I th- I have to wonder if Kyle Tucker is not a casualty of that. And I know that goes against. What about Alex Bregman? Alex Bregman is like uh, hitting second or whatever. 
yeah. I don't know, dude. He's like one of the founding pillars of that organization. Like, he got grandfathered in. Kyle Tucker should be hitting. Dude, there's there's nothing to explain Kyle Tucker hitting fifth or sixth. That's that's garbage. Dusty Baker. He would be hitting second on the Padres. <laughs> yeah, Dusty Baker's gonna hold that organization down just like Tony Russo did the White Sox until he's out of there. I know they just won the World Series or whatever, but that's what you get with trash cans. Are you friends with the the GM who got fired? <laughs> James James Click or whatever. I bet he can uh, anyway. tell us some stories. Yeah, uh, or Lance McCullers. Talking about Lance McCullers, what are the what are the Astros going to do with Lance McCullers when he returns? Like, obviously he's going to start, but who's going to lose a rotation spot? And they're going to Hunter Brown has been like their best pitcher. They cannot possibly take Hunter Brown out of that rotation, right? Raymond? They're gonna they're gonna wait three innings and then let Lance McCullers get hurt again. No, I have Lance McCullers in so many leagues. Don't say that. Don't put that bad juju on me, Ricky Bobby. Dude, I don't have to put anything anywhere. He just does it to himself. (laughs) I guess that's what happens when you just pitch all curve and slider and have like no fastball. But (laughs) Uh, Kansas City Royals. Royals seem to be committing to the prospects, even though they're bad. Massey's been atrocious. Prado is now their regular uh, first baseman DH and a platoon with Vinny P. So your boy Prado Gabe is now going to get some reps. It looks like um, I think I think they're just like whatever. It's time. Like these guys need to either put up or shut up. Let's just give them the PAs and see what happens. They're done messing around with uh, setting guys up and down. I think at this point. You like that, Gabe? Dude, I love the Royals offensively, man. I think there's a lot of potential there. I love Nick Prado. I love Vinny P. Obviously, that guy's a complete stud, regardless of his quote-unquote rough start. Their their pitching is – Brady Singer bounced back. Did you guys see that? I think he played against the Twins yeah. last start. And Brady Singer is a dude still, I think. I don't – and I know, Tim, you – and I was not contemplating dropping him. I know that we had that discussion, but I was not ever going to drop – I think Brady Singer is still a dude. Anybody else that takes the ball for them in the rotation, I wouldn't want it anywhere near my fantasy lineup. No Zach Rinky. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> Los Angeles Angels. Uh, you're going to love this, Raymond, because it's like Chris Sale coming back at me. But I, dropped Brandon, <laughs> I dropped Brandon Drury in the Memorial Magazine League because he was so bad. And then literally this week he went off. He had four he home had runs. five home runs, yeah. Five, yeah, he just destroyed everything, and uh, like it made me so mad because I instead I'm starting Ezekiel Tovar, who has done nothing all year. That's uh, hilarious. So, yeah, I, that, it's because I made fun of you for Chris Sale last week. That is exactly why this happened to me. Um, Chase Silseth was called up by the Angels, but he's pitching in the bullpen rather than as a starter, uh, even though Jose Suarez is atrocious. So um, Griffin Canning, by the way, is looking pretty good. So if you need to start in a deep league, Griffin Canning can do a lot worse. But Chase Silseth could be a guy if he makes it into the rotation. And uh, lastly, Tucker Davidson is uh, playing, pitching pretty well out of the bullpen. So there's another guy who could get some starts down the road. Kihada hit the IL. So doing Raymond's job a little bit for him since he wasn't able to get to the IL guys yet since he was solo dad today. But uh, Kihada hit the IL after getting blown up. So uh, that's going to open up some saves and holds for somebody in that pen. I don't know if it's Jimmy Herget or if it's going to be 
Carlos Estevez or what? Maybe could be still something of it. But someone else is gonna be getting saves there. You guys got anything on the Angels? No. All righty. Minnesota Twinkies. Uh, Bryce Lewis is getting close to coming back, which I know Raymond loves. We're almost the 60 day mark is still a month away, but he is about to start a rehab assignment. I was reading. Uh, Brooks Lee looking good. Edward Julian was looking good. All their players are middle infielders. So I don't know what is up. And by the way, talking about the Twins, did you see Jorge Polanco today? He hit a ball that I I watched that like 10 times, and I was like, that was a home run. What the hell happened? And then he got thrown out at second. Like, I could have sworn on my life that he hit a home run. And then I don't know what happened. Like, they have like an upper upper wall above the main wall because it, it went over the wall. It went over a big wall. And then I guess there's another wall above that one, and the line is even high. like I don't understand that stadium how that works. But it's I could go have sworn on my life as a homer. Yeah, I thought, dude, I thought he hit it way over the yellow line. Well, so obviously he, he thought it yes, was. He a home just started going. Yeah, he's doing the home. No, he's doing the. He wasn't even standing. He's just doing the regular home run trot. Got thrown out in second. He's like, what? Like he he had no idea. Nothing makes crazy. More mad, dude. That's garbage. I don't blame Polanco for that though. Like I watch it. And I was like, that thing, that baby's gone. Like, that would have been a home run in 29 out of 30 stadiums. I really don't understand that stadium. I guess I haven't watched enough Twins games. And you'd think Polanco playing there would know better, maybe, I guess. But uh, I don't know. It would confuse the heck out of me, that's for sure. Uh, but anyway, uh, Bailey, uh, Kenta Maeda is hurt, and so is Tyler Molly. So Bailey Ober is getting a start. He was pretty bad last time out. And Louis Varland, I think, is going to be coming up and pitching at some point because of the Tyler Molly injury. But Molly, they have not really they – they said he's got bone spurs, I think, in his elbow, but they haven't diagnosed, They haven't put him on the IL yet. So I don't know really what's going to happen if Obert's going to just take Vieta's spot and then Varland may not get called up and they're going to let Molly pitch with bone spurs. I don't know, but I figured I'd bring it up. And last note on the Twinkies is Jorge Lopez got the save last night instead of Joan Duran. So right now they stand at Duran five saves in Lopez two. Got any more comments on the twins? Yeah, I think Bailey Ober is the guy to own there if you're trying to crack their twins rotation, but I don't have much more. Ober is it? They uh, have some business decisions to make with Royce Lewis and Alex Kirloff coming back. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do because Royce Lewis, are they really going to put him in the outfield again? After he got hurt, like smashing himself up in the outfield, to he's me that DH. that is silly. Well, they no, he's not like a DH. On... He should be playing in the middle infield where he's always played. They've been like on the record saying he's a corner infielder, not a middle infielder. They like Royce all Lewis? the way back to not Royce Lewis, Lewis not Kirilov. Kirilov, yeah, yeah. They could throw him in left field though. Does Trevor Larnick really need to be playing every day? Mm, they were hitting fourth for a while. I don't know why they like him so much, but they could easily make they have their DH spot. They could easily make room by putting Gallo at, and Gallo can play outfield too. They don't have to play Gallo at first at base. First, or, yeah, yeah. Well, like, do they, they can, have? They to, can have Kirilov play first. Gallo can to, play. Gallo used to play center field. Even they've got Buxton DHing right now for some reason. Buxton used to be like one of the best defenders in baseball. Yeah, so but he Buxton can't back in the outfield. That's what they should do. No, no, because if you put Byron Buxton back in the outfield, he's going to run into a wall. He's and injured. Other knee. Just this is what they should do. If I were them, I'm moving Correa to third, 
Royce Lewis is short. Polanco at second. Kirilov at first. Uh, Gallo, just have him move all over the field. He can sw- he can swap DH and center field with Buxton. There you go. And then you got Larnick in the outfield, and then throw Eduard Hui in another outfield spot. And you got uh, Miranda can move around and do random crap. Like he could just be your backup infielder, and yeah, yeah. just playing everywhere. That's what I would do if I were them. But hey, I don't run the org. Uh, by the way, Louis Varland has some stuff. He he's his fastball is up like three miles an hour or something like that. CSW thirty one point three percent. I know only one start, but uh, I like Louis Louis Louis. Um, Yankees next team. They're giving a lot of playing time to Oswaldo Cabrera, who's been bad. So I don't really get that. Um, they just DFA'd Franchi Cordero, who was like the man of the week last week, and now he's just dead meat to them. Uh, quadruple A superstar Willie Calhoun is now on the team, and they're just doing so much weird stuff until Bader returns. That I don't know about you guys, yes. but we Bader will return. I don't know about you guys, but I think there's a good chance we see the Martian this year in New York. What do you mean, Grayman? Yeah, dude, for every, like, good decision they make, they make a decision that makes me just question everything. Like, I didn't think they would let all these rookies play, and then they do stuff like this. But, um, no, Aaron Judge might be banged up, so they might regret that Franchi Cordero decision. So, yeah, dude, I don't know what they're going to do. Dude, that Aaron Judge injury is a big deal. That's a hip injury, and that's, you know, you never know where that's going to land. Dominguez, now that you brought him up, is hitting 130 at double A. So I don't know that he's, you know, he's only 20 years old. But I don't know that he's going to be cracking the league this year. He's also from a different planet. He was. (laughs) (laughs) Is he, though? Is he? Why are we. Why? (laughs) He was so good last year. I think he, he just just give him, yeah just give him a minute and he was good this spring too. He hit two seventy three at at single A, like I don't know. In the home and good on base skills and the home run that he hit this year. So I think he still yeah. has one home run. He hit that like thing to the moon from stuff. Mars. He hit it to the moon from Mars. <laughs> you got to hit more than once though. Just yes. you hit the ball really far one time doesn't make you a guy. Yeah. True. Uh, Las Vegas Athletics. Um, (laughs) (laughs) One one of the youngest teams in baseball. I think they're finally starting to like try to get that. I think that what they're doing is they they announced the Las Vegas thing or whatever. And now they're like, okay, now let's make Asturio Ruiz the leadoff guy. Now let's play Shing, have Shea Langliers be the cleanup hitter. Now let's bring all these guys up and start putting them in position. Try to get some Uh, fans. Yeah. One prospect a lot of people have like kind of forgotten about because he's been around so long. Tyler Soderstrom with the A's is an absolute beast. That guy has so much power. He's going to be their first baseman. Um, potential 30-plus home run guy, especially in Vegas. Like in Vegas, that's this is one thing, too, to keep in mind. If this team goes to Vegas, it's completely going to change their ballpark thing. Because right now, Oakland is like the worst place to hit. But if they're in Vegas, they're going to be hot. They're going to be the number two to like the Rockies as far as elevation. So it's going to completely change the dynamic of the ballpark. It's going to be really interesting. You guys got anything on that? Yeah, I want you to talk to me about Asturi Ruiz. I, I'm pretty sure, didn't you drop him this week? Yeah, I dropped, him, I dropped him for Logan T. Allen. And, uh, and Logan Allen is going to be a stud, so I'm not concerned about that. 
but I just didn't but have a spot. He's doing everything really. we but put I, him to do, isn't he? He he's, he got five. Literally the day I dropped him, he had four steals. Uh, the same game, like my last day of him on my roster, it was like his parting gift to me. And in one <laughs> I game, I think that he's. I think that Ruiz is doing everything that we could have possibly hoped him to do. You know, hope that he did when he was hitting El Paso and Double A for the Padres. Like, you know, the guy's got eleven stolen bases this year. His, you know, he's getting on base at a three thirty clip with a two fifty five batting average. Like this is everything we could have hoped for Ruiz. I mean, you know, yeah, no, no power, no bases. power, no power. I mean, I thought he, I thought he's gonna be like a ten homer guy anyway, but he has no homers yet this year. So I thought he, I thought he'd be at least getting some doubles and that's probably an uh, El Paso thing. Yeah, it might have been an El Paso thing, but I, I figured he'd be like a ten homer guy with a bunch of doubles. I did too. I but did too. Um, yeah, that might change in Vegas, man. You go for El Paso, Vegas. Like if he goes to Vegas, maybe he does become a ten homer guy and. Yeah, uh, 40 doubles right. for that speed. So who knows? He's a guy. He's that. I think he's worth watching. Yeah. Seattle Mariners, Raymond's favorite team besides the Atlanta Bravos. The Tigers and the Brewers and the Braves. Yeah, the <laughs> Brewers. Jer- Jared, Kelnick, Jared Kelnick hitting third. Uh, Gabe, if somebody told you six months ago that Jared Kelnick would be hitting third and would be the Mariners' best player, what would you have said? <laughs> I tried. So – well first of all i probably would have like hung myself or something but i have actually tried to get Kelnick in a couple different leagues i've tried to trade him uh specifically to the tune of some nolan gorman dude i i if if i if the other team would have gone for it i was actually thinking about you know how it would have the answer to you guys if i like you know sold the farm for Kelnick, dude but that guy that guy is a complete dude and i obviously i'm just eating you know, so much regret here, but this is, dude, this is what we have to look at though, with guys like Gunnar Henderson, guys like, you know, all the tiger prospects are, are probably getting a little bit old for Raymond's liking, but you know, we expect these guys to come up and hit like, you know, like they're Vlad Guerrero jr. Or something, but that's just not how the world works. Those guys that come up and hit right away are just, you know, f- complete freaks, but you know, Kelnick needed a couple years, but dude, he is, he's there, man. I, I am very jealous of anyone that owns Jared Kelnick at this point. I'll, I regret calling him Colonic all those years. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I know you gave him some crap last episode about that. I spent like almost $30 or close to $30 on him in a points league. And I know that's a little aggressive, but. At this point in this league, he scored 18 points so far, and he's my second best hitter behind Isak Paredes of all people. So, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, he's on fire. I don't know if he's going to hit over – like Gabe and I talked about, I don't think he's going to hit over 300 for his career, but, man, he's – yeah, he's proven everyone wrong. Good for him. So I know you guys talked about the Robbie Ray injury last podcast, but what do you think – the Mariners are going to do about that long term. You think Emerson Hancock or uh, Bryce Trade is coming up this year to, t- to take that spot? Eduardo Rodriguez. That's what they're going to do. <laughs> they can trade Jonathan Classe. They already traded all their prospects of the Rays, dude. They got Jonathan Classe and a couple other guys, but they traded most of their prospects. Except and the rest the of them went to the so. Reds, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They traded them all the Reds. So. You said Rays. Did I? I meant the Reds. Anyway, this probably says reading the next team, Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, it sent Taj Bradley down again after I th- we thought that he was going to be up for good. Uh, Gabe, you're Captain Taj Bradley. What's up with that? 
Man, he'll be back. I don't know. You know, they we talked about that kind of last podcast. It really smacks of contract mani- mani- contract manipulation to me. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. They you know they were talking about giving uh, Torino's another shot at it and putting you know putting Taj back on a five game schedule versus a six game schedule. I just have a hard time buying all that. Didn't they already get the year out of him though? That's what I don't understand. I don't know. I, I don't know. This. Maybe I I I'm gonna mix this up with Walker, but I heard. I heard if they he spends twenty one or something days down, they can get that extra year back. That might be I don't remember. No, it's sixteen. It's sixteen days. If they if they spend sixteen years or sixteen days down, they get the extra year back. That's what, but that removes them from the rookie of the year extra draft pick consideration, um, right? I don't know if it does. I don't think it does. I, that's, a, uh, that's what I. That's what the CBS I, guys were saying. I don't think it does remove them from that. I think like you just have to start the season on the team. No, I think you have to be on the roster all year. I think we'll talk the about point. the Cardinals later because I have a theory, a whole theory on it. But um, so we'll get to them in a minute. But Mason Montgomery, I think, is a guy that could make some appearances for the Rays this year as a starter. He's on my top hundred prospects. I like some Mason Montgomery, and um, I don't know. Manzardo and Mead are getting blocked. Harold Ramirez is hitting too well. Your boy Raymond Isaac Paredes is hitting too well. They're they're blocking these awesome prospects from coming up. Uh, Manzardo's trying to force the issue though. He might be like the best prospect right now in AAA. Like the way he's hitting right now, he just looks so good. Uh, Mead, on the other hand, uh, plays more positions than Manzardo, so more flexibility. And also with Mead, uh, they were already talking contract extension. So and they didn't they didn't get a deal done, which is the only reason why Mead didn't break camp with the team from the beginning. So um I don't know, Mead, Manzardo. I have Mead ahead in my redraft rankings just because of the contract stuff. But Manzardo's playing way better. But uh I don't know. At some point something's gonna give with these guys, Harold Ramirez and Paredes. Yanni Diaz, in my opinion. I could I could talk to you guys about Harold Ramirez until I'm blue in the face. I think this this guy has hit everywhere he goes. I don't know why I don't know, you know, whatever's wrong with the Rays organization, Harold Ramirez could tell us what's up because this guy should be playing every single day. Like he's always, he's always hit and he doesn't, he doesn't get the starts for whatever reason, but he, if, if he's available in any sort of league that you're in, I mean, I, I, I just cannot, he's outfield eligible. He's first base eligible. The guy is a complete stud. I don't know why the Rays don't play him all the time, but he hits everywhere he goes. He doesn't hit for power. But he, you know, he hits for he hits for contact. He he walks a decent amount, and he's eligible at some you know pretty weak positions. I'm looking right now. He was at the Marlins, and he had a really bad 2020. Like he he was a rookie in 2019. He did okay because I don't even remember him pre-raise. And then uh, yeah, 2020 COVID year kind of like messed him up. I think. And he was with Cleveland for a year. He was actually pretty solid Cleveland. Decent. I mean, not great, not good, but I don't know. He doesn't, I, th- I think one of the things he is, he doesn't walk and uh, the Rays are a team and his chase rate is atrocious. So the Rays are one of those teams that really likes the on base type guys, like the whole money ball type thing. So that may be why, one of the reasons why. He's still batting leadoff for them though. So they like him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he gets on, he he hits. The thing is, his on base isn't good, but he 
He gets hits. He's got a good batting average, so he makes good contact despite the bad chase rate. There are a lot of guys like that, Tim Anderson, that type. Texas Rangers. Uh, I have not seen an update on the DeGrom injury. Have you guys? I think he just hit the IL, but I don't know if, if it's 15 days, 60 days. I think there's 15 days, and they're just going to take it day by day. Or Yeah, uh, so they, or, but... I got I got this. They put him on the 15-day due to right elbow inflammation. Um, he made it 50 pitches, but that's not really important. They said he'll be reevaluated in a few more days and get a real timetable after that. Yep. Rangers looks like Dane Dunning will be taking a spot. Owen White, for some reason, is still in double A. And they really have no, none of their guys. None of their dudes are in triple A. They're all in double A um, or lower. Rock Porter. Toronto Blue Jays, nothing new there. This team has literally made like no rest, roster or lineup changes at all this whole season, except for just moving Chapman up the order. Uh, so, Blue Jays, also very lucky. No injuries on that team. They, they're just rolling. Arizona Diamondbacks sent Jake McCarthy down. So, uh, I know Gabe loves that because he's better than Bryce Harper, right, Gabe? Yeah, oh, dude, I would totally take Jake McCarthy over Bryce Harper any day. Especially if I lose <laughs> internet connection and want to turn for my draft pick. <laughs> uh, also, Brandon Fott uh, should be coming up this week. There were reports that he was going to start this weekend, but they're at Colorado this weekend. So I think their upper management probably saw that and nixed that idea. Like, oh, yeah, let's bring our top pitching prospect up to make his first major league start at Back Colorado course. where he can get rocked and completely destroy his mindset. Like, <laughs> so well, that didn't make that didn't make any sense to me because he pitched Wednesday. Like, how is he going to pitch this weekend if he pitched on Wednesday? Like Sunday, it, I think. No, no. If you pitch Wednesday, you pitch Monday. That's how five man rotations oh, yeah. work. Good point. Good point. So hopefully he pitches Monday. Well, the thing is, where is Tommy Henry pitching? Because that is the spot that he's going to take. That would and be also, the game that he'll pitch. pitching in Colorado is slightly worse than pitching in the PCL. So, who cares? Yeah, he's been dealing with that for more than a year now. So, uh, by the way, your boy Jerry Jameson sent down Raymond. I think he will be back up, and they're just yeah, going to try yeah, to stretch yeah. him out. No, I, I think the reason they sent him down is not to punish him or whatever. I think it's they're trying to stretch him out more because he was only pitching like three <laughs> or four innings. You just said potty shame. Well, so part of this whole Diamondbacks thing is that they have so many off days in the next couple weeks that they can get away with four starting pitchers. I don't know how long it lasts, but I've heard multiple people say that it'll – I think it goes all the way through next week. They can get away with four starting pitchers. They only played five games this week. Yeah. And uh, Tommy – right now, if you look at them on roster resource – they have four men in the rotation, and one of them is Tommy Henry. So, Fott would take that Tommy Henry spot, presumably. And then they may bring Jay, Dre back right after that. I think since I think, they sent him down, they have to wait 10 days or something like that. But I think, isn't it 15? But I think he's 10. I think the Fott and Henry thing will be two different moves because Henry is currently the fourth man in that rotation. They're not going to bring Fott up and send him down. Yeah. I think so, too. Uh, Atlanta Braves. Albies moved up to the order to clean up. Um, I guess they did this to kind of split Riley and Murphy away to do lefty-righty kind of thing. 
since since uh, Albie's a switch hitter. Michael Harris is back in the lineup and hitting seventh. And Rysel Iglesias started a rehab assignment and should return at some point this week. Raymond, Braves fan, got anything else on this? No, Harris looked good. He uh, he scored on a couple homers, so he was on base a couple times. But they got rained out. Was that yesterday and today? Yesterday they got cut short, yeah. and yesterday they just didn't – or today they didn't play at all. It is hurting me because they're playing the me Mets, too. and I have Dude, Pete I, Alonso, and it is I have hurting. Sean Murphy everywhere. Yeah, Sean Murphy everywhere. A lot of Pete Alonso shares, so not fun. Not good. Chicago Cubbies, Gaby's team. Matt Mervis is mashing. Shouldn't be too far away. Raymond texted us and said he has it on good authority. Raymond, I didn't know that you had insiders, but you had, apparently it's on good authority that Matt Mervis is coming up this week. Uh, so me and so. me and my buddy do this where we'll like we talk about football. We'll be like sources say blah 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 blah, and it's usually just something we wrote on Twitter from some random fan account. So take that with a grain of salt. Oh, dude, you tricked me. I thought you had like a <laughs> no, like a, I thought. I actually a part of me was thought that your source. Was I know Gabe. Jed Hoyer. I know. I know. I thought Gabe. I, I just figured Gabe was your source. We could, you know, we could if we uh, really want to know. We could always just ask Sarah. Since we're friends with Sarah now, we could always just ask Sarah because she would be the one to know. Dude, here's the deal on Matt Mervis. So, Jed Hoyer or whoever's running the show in Chicago doesn't want to piss off incumbent free agents like Trey Mancini and Eric Hosmer. Like they, so this is what I've been hearing is that they want to give. I know, and Trey Mancini's fine. He's a vet. He's a stud. Trey Mancini is a complete stud. So what they're looking at here is Eric Hosmer. You know, he signed with Chicago under the, you know, anticipation that they were going to give him a fair shot at, you know, hacking it in the major leagues. So I think what it comes down to right now with Matt Mervis is just being respectful of Eric Hosmer and his agent. And Dude, they gave him a month. What more do you want? Uh, yeah, I know, I I know, I understand, but that's that's the line of thought here, is that they're trying to do right by Trey Mancini and Eric Hosmer mostly. Why don't they just do a threesome at, at first Dude, base in DH? If the Cubs keep winning, like they've been doing, which you know is basically the everyone knew the Cubs on paper starting the season were going to be a 500 team, and their only shot at winning was going to be the offensive production coming from the farm system. So Merv is. It's coming up, you know, whether it's three or four weeks from now, you know, he needs to be in that lineup, taking some DH first base at bats and he will, but I think that they're afraid that they're going to piss off future free agents, you know, cause they don't want to like, you know, they tell don't. them, Hey, yeah, we've got you. And then they suck for two weeks and they cut them. That only but happened I'm to sure. bad free agents anyway. It's not like they're going to sign Shohei Otani and then be like, oh, Otani, we've got to bench you. You're not playing well Dude, enough. Like, I hear what you're saying, but that's what the – that's. I'm, I mean, I read, you know, I read articles out of Chicago every day. And that's 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 the – they're trying to do right by Hosmer. The, I think All right. Eric Hosmer had never signed with the Cubs that Mervis would be up right now. But they're trying to do right by Haas. And because I think that's Padres the only thing that's keeping Mervis down. They're just trying to look better than the Padres because the Padres – Tried to trade Hosmer without his trade clause and like, yeah. Hos is All right, nice. and and yeah. Hos is the guy. Like everyone likes Hosmer, 
I don't care what you say. Everybody likes Hosmer. He's a good clubhouse presence. So that's what we can go back to Kansas City with Zach Grinky next year. (laughs) (laughs) Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Between Henry Ramos, Stuart Fairchild, Nick Senzel, and Jose Barrera all starting, there is nothing blocking. Yeah, there's nothing at all blocking Matt McClain and Christian Encarnacion Strand from coming up very, very soon. So these two guys should be on the good old radar. Especially McLean. McLean has been like the. I just said that Manzardo has been the best guy in AAA, but I think McLean has actually been the best guy in AAA so far this season. And also, I know a lot of people love some Ellie De La Cruz, but I do not think he's going to be up very long this year, which is why you will not find him on my te- top 10 redraft prospect rankings anytime in the near future. I mean, he's I a cup you were of coffee type of guy. Darlings, Tim. Uh, yeah, he's I am. One of your hitters. Like for he, the he's going to be one of my hitter in the playoffs. <laughs> this doesn't matter to anyone but like me and Tim and 18 other people but there was a Jose Miranda trade in our 20 team dynasty league that like people have been talking and complaining about for two and a half weeks and it's so funny to me yeah Alex Wood for Jose Miranda and then I've been I was trying to flip Miranda the entire time and everyone Who was like oh, about one of those guys I, well I re- I traded somebody Alex and people you know actually Gabe because uh, they're in our other league too. But I traded a couple of guys, Alex Wood for Chestnut Jose Taylor. Miranda. Yeah, I traded them. I made that trade, and then everyone started freaking out. Blah blah blah. Tim ripped them off because Miranda was a keeper, and my argument was like Miranda shouldn't have been a keeper anyway because he sucks. Uh, but I just needed a, someone to play first base because my first base was a, a black hole, and then I ended up flipping Miranda for. Uh, steer and nobody said anything it's just like okay (laughs) so colorado rockies um this team is not this outfield looks really bad they actually moved black uh blackman in profar so blackman's back at lead off again so far has been so bad hitting wise i think he's been playing some good d which is keeping him around um and daniel bart has been back for four appearances your boy raymond and still does not have a save he still doesn't have a save. So I haven't been watching any Rockies games because I've been too busy in the islands all week uh, just to make everybody jealous. But I have no idea. Is Daniel Bard pitching in the ninth or is he coming in like the sixth or seventh or something? I have no idea. Do the Rockies even watch Rockies games? Dude, they're, they're on after I go to bed. Even in the stadium? Man. Even when they're in the stadium, do they watch the Rockies games or do they just drink – Coors Light the whole time, and look at the mountains, the pretty mountains. I've actually been. That stadium is actually really nice. I've been there. Yeah, Daniel you told Bart. me you were gonna get an Arenado jersey, and then something happened. Yeah, Los Angeles, <laughs> Los Angeles Dodgers. I watched the game last night until I fell asleep. I fell asleep at like one a.m. and it was still like the sixth inning. And uh, <laughs> Dustin, Dustin May looked so bad. Like he was just walking everybody. He walked Lars Newbar like five times. Uh, but then the Cardinals literally they left I, I want to say it was 27 men on base. They lost like seven to two because they they left twenty-seven I think it was twenty-seven. Man. It was at least like twenty-two or twenty-three. But they, I think they lost they left it, like dude. twenty-seven men on base. It is so bad. It. They cannot string hits together. It's like I think bases were loaded for Nolan Arenado like five times and he just Arenado struck out sucks. every time. He's been so bad this year. We're not talking about the Cardinals yet though. Uh JD Martinez hit the IL with lower back tightness. Um Unfortunately, he's my boy. I got him in a lot of spots, a lot of points leagues I have him in. And then um, Tony Gonsolin came up 
to take that open spot in the rotation. I think they rushed him because he got blown up. He got completely destroyed. He pitched three innings and gave up, I don't know, his ERA is like 18 or something now. So they rushed him back because they didn't want to call Gavin Stone up and uh, lose the eligibility or whatever they're trying to do, roster BS. But uh, they, they didn't call Stone up. They brought Gonsolin back. I don't even know if he made a rehab start and he got destroyed. So I don't know how long that's going to last. If he gets destroyed again, I don't know if they're going to bring Stone up and bring St. Gonsolin back down to do some rehab or what's going on there. But you guys got anything on the Dodgers? I do. Dude, here's my thing on here's my take on JD Martinez. Obviously, he's hitting the ball really, really well. But in order for him to be considered in some of these twelve man, you know, twelve team leagues, he's gotta get some reps at outfield, which he hasn't done yet. He hasn't got a single start in the outfield yet. And this injury, you know, whenever he comes back from the IL, the last thing the Dodgers are gonna do is put him in the outfield. So he's just going to be a utility man. I would imagine he's going to be utility eligible only all season, which tremendously hurts his value in you know, yep. 12 team leagues. So it does. Sucks. Yeah, especially if you only have one util spot instead of two. So uh, Miami Marlins, Brian Ho- Hoeing. Literally, his name is Hoeing. What? <laughs> Came off to replace. That. Yes. He came up to replace Trevor Rogers. He's friends with General Hooker. Uh, he came up to replace <laughs> Trevor Rogers in the rotation and just got absolutely destroyed. Uh, and I, I wrote, it looks like, it wrote, I wrote that it looks like instead of them calling up Yuri Prez, they're just going to send him out there as can of fodder until Johnny Cueto gets back. And Yuri Prez has been looking good. He looks ready, like he's ready for AAA Johnny at least. Cueto. So, how's he can still fodder. a guy? That dude is just cannon fodder. They just throw him out there to get destroyed. They might <laughs> as well try to trade. That. Yeah, they might as well try to trade for Nate Eaton from the Royals and put Eaton in the rotation because he looked fire when he came in to be a reliever. His whip is 2.2. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Joey Weimer had a strong week last week. He looks like he made some adjustments. Uh, I think he's going to play better because the Babbitt should be higher for someone with his kind of speed. Like he's really fast. His batting was like 260 and he's a righty. So there's no shift thing going on there. Um, and he hits the ball hard too. I think he's just got to hit the ball hard a little more consistently because he does hit, he does have power. He has 30 homer power. So his E5 average EV is kind of like, uh, and it's just him trying to adjust to some of the breaking pitches and like barely, you know, like not getting them full out. He's just not barreling it as much. So I think Joey Weimer, he's making some adjustments and there should be some positive things coming. Raymond, since you're a closet Brewers fan, why don't you talk a little bit about them? I think you said pretty much everything. I don't, as much as I love the Brewers, I don't, after that Garrett Mitchell injury, I don't think I have any active Brewers on any of my teams, which is sad, but you were such a rowdy guy preseason. You have no rowdy. I might have him. No, I don't have it. I don't have any. No, which sucks. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> New York Mets finally committed to giving Brett Beatty and Francisco Alvarez regular playing time. Uh, they're both swinging, missing a lot. Beatty's looking a lot better than Alvarez, though. Uh, and then Gabe's boy, Ronnie Mauricio, has been playing out of his mind in AAA. And I think I was listening to the Welsh on a podcast and he was mentioning, he's like, look, uh, the Mets, when they had Ronnie Mauricio, they were 
because they signed Lindor, he was always going to be a trade piece to them. So the telling thing for the Mets is going to be, if they're going to call him up, you'll start seeing them play him at other positions because obviously he's blocked by Lindor now. So if you start seeing Mauricio play second base or third base or he's outfield, base. then he's playing second base in the minors. Uh, I looked yesterday and he was like 18 starts at shortstop and zero starts everywhere. He had like two starts at DH and like zero starts everywhere else. No, dude, he's been playing second base. He played second base on April 24th at Syracuse. Oh, he's, I missed he's that. He's taking starts at second base. I missed that. That's good. Well, that's good signs there, especially because you're a Ronnie Mercio guy. So, yeah, dude, I got my eyes on him. Philadelphia Phillies, Trey Turner to date has a career worst contact rate. He is not playing too well right now as we lose Gabe for a minute. We'll see if we can get back on here as he was just literally just joking about how bad his internet is. Uh, I don't know. What's up with Trey? What do you think, Raymond? Is there something wrong? Is it just like a, like, is it just an, a blip in the radar? Like, what do you think? Is it the cold weather? Like him get trying to readjust to the cold weather? Cause he was just in LA for a couple of years. Yeah, I think it could be any of those things. I mean, he moved across the country. He signed a massive deal. And then he was like the the cult hero of the World Baseball Classic. So I think yeah, I've said he was before so that like, he was so good. And like, <laughs> Gabe needs to be let back again. Dylan yeah. Carlson just made a Willie Mays catch, by the way. Completely. He went from, that was a baller catch. He went from playing some of the most important games of his life to playing like opening day baseball in cold ass April. So I don't blame him for starting a little slow, but hopefully he'll turn it around. That might that might have been the best play I've seen all year. That that was sick. Literally, Did you see just the play Wander Franco over, made the other day. Complete over the shoulder Willie Mays catch. That was baller. Uh, what? no, I didn't. He went like he was on a dead sprint towards the left field foul pole and uh, caught it with his bare hand because he like he outran it. I've seen him do that before. That's like the second time he's done that. I think because I think he did that last year. Wall like blowing a bubble. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Turner, I don't know. Uh, yeah, like you said, it's just me. He just juiced. I don't know. Like lacking the, lacking the, I, I don't know. I'm sad about it because I've got trained in a bunch of leagues. Uh, Brandon Marsh, were you guys in on Brandon Marsh at all? Because I, I was not. And I don't think it's for real. I know a lot of people are like him. I, my vote is trade high. He's got a 469 Babbitt. You guys in on Brandon Marsh? My biggest thing about Marsh is anyone who looks like a pirate I want on my fantasy teams. It's one of the reasons I love Charlie Blackman so much, but no, I'm selling high too. I don't have him anywhere, but I would be trying to sell high. Gabe? Gabe is muted. All right. Gabe is maybe gone. Or I'm muted. back. He's back. What's up? If you can get if you can get fantasy points for Brandon Marsh's beard length, I think that's important. Agreed. Talk about the Pirates, by the way. Uh, Jack Sawinski is a beast. Real deal. Hit a grand slam today. Got a stolen base today in a game that he didn't even start in. I dropped him in one of my leagues, and I regretted it so bad. Because literally, I have him in every other league. I think. Raymond and I, and I got him in for Raymond and I in the OPL, and we are shooting up the, the OPL rankings now. Ever since we picked up Jack Sawinski, I have him in like – literally I have him in every league now except for Dynasty, I think, and Fantasy Aceball Invitational are the only two leagues I do not have him in, and that makes me sad. But uh, I paid him up for him even in TGFBI. I love Jack Sawinski. 
Uh, he's the real deal. I love Jihuan Bay. He's the real deal. The Pirates are in the same division as my favorite team, and it's so painful because I like so many other players. It makes me sad. And, of course, Mitch Keller. How can we forget about Mitch Keller? Like, the best pitcher on the planet. Like, I don't know what kind of clown would drop Mitch Keller in 2023. <laughs> but... <laughs> so, first of all, that was like for him. two months ago. <laughs> Second of all, I wanted my money back. <laughs> I bet you would pay six. I, I bet if you could take it back, you would have because he's been pretty good. Um, anyway, Vince Velasquez, don't buy in on it. I think it's all fake. I know he's had 10 K's in like back to back games, but the metrics under the hood are not there to support what he's been doing. So I would not be buying on Vince Velasquez. Uh, on another hand, Andy Rodriguez is supposed to return from the minor league IL very soon. And the Pirates, like their worst position is catcher. And he is probably the best minor league catcher in baseball. So add two and two together there. And I think he's going to be up very soon. Uh, also, Luis Ortiz could be up pretty soon for the Pirates. And potentially Nick Gonzalez, who is their first... Over, I think he's like the second or third overall pick or something a couple of years ago. So uh, could be some new names coming up in Pittsburgh. They're competing. So it doesn't make sense to keep their prospects down anymore. What do you think? You know how I feel about rookie catching prospects in terms of like workload and playing every day. But now I have him in FAI and hopefully he'll be back soon. Yeah, I think he will be. Gabe? What in the Indy Chavez is going on here? <laughs> San Diego Padres. Uh, interesting note. Cronenworth didn't lead off today, but he led off yesterday in front of these guys. So they might be. It might be a platoon thing. Maybe against righties, Cronenworth leads off because he's a lefty, and then versus lefties, he doesn't. I don't know. Was there I, who started for the Giants today? Was it a lefty or a righty? Because they're playing on the moon in Mexico City today, and everybody's hitting homers all over the place, but. Tim, I, I don't know the answer to your question, but I want to ask you, are you worried about Juan Soto? Um, I heard you guys talk about that in the last podcast. I'm not. He is always a slow starter. Um, he went 0 for 5 against a lefty the other day. Yeah, well, he's a lefty. With, like, so. three strikeouts. I'm not worried, even though, like, I have him in a couple leagues, and he's tanking me. Like, literally, in the Memorial Magazine League, Raymond, he was my top dollar player. Like, the by far the guy I spent the most money on, and he's the worst player on my team. Like, literally, he is he is worse than my bench guys. But I'm not going to take him out of the lineup. He's Juan Soto. I think uh, – I don't know if he's ever going to hit 35, 40 homers or whatever, like we thought he might. But he should be really good on base guy who hits 280 to 310 and – uh, 400 plus on base percentage and 25, 25 homers or so, and gets a hundred runs at a hundred RBI because he's hitting the meat of the order. So I think that's who he should be. I don't know. Um, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm worried about him. I think he'll come around. The Padres in general, we're not, have not been looking good besides Xander Bogarts and like Trent Grisham. So did you guys see Fernando Tatis Jr. dancing in right field in Wrigley Field? to the chance of, you know, PED steroid user. They were all in Wrigley Field. The entire field was chanting, you know, something about steroids. And Fernando Tatis Jr. started dancing to the tune. So mad props 
to Fernando Tatis Jr. for dancing to the you know the the jeers of the opposing crowd. I thought that, that was hilarious. Yeah, I I love I, I love that he was dancing. I just like I'm officially old and I hated the dance he was doing, but yeah, good for him. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continuing on down, St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals finally changed the lineup. They suck, dude. Well, they fi- they finally changed the lineup. I've been saying it. Raymond knows I've been saying it. No, Ollie Marvel sucks. I don't think the team sucks. I think the players are fine. I think they just have a really bad match. Not the pitchers. But, the pitchers aren't. Uh, yeah, the pitchers, yeah, are, the pitchers are not fine. It, but the, the lineup should be fine. Uh, if once Arenado, once Arenado becomes Nolan Arenado again, this lineup's going to be fine. Like I said, they left like 27 guys on base, which is insane. Uh, but finally, Nupar is leading off uh, like a stud. He just gets on base. His, I think his OBP right now is like 460 or something like that. Uh, Nolan Gorman hitting third. Uh, Goldie hitting second. He hit a couple bombs the other day. Uh, Jordan Walker, the big news is he was sent down. And I know people think it's all about contract manipulation or whatever. I don't think it is. If you looked at Jordan Walker's stats, he was hitting the ball on the ground over 60% of the time. So I think that they sent him down to fix these launch angle issues because he's supposed to be like a 35, 40 homer guy, not Yandy Diaz, just hitting the ball 120 miles into the dirt. So uh, I think <laughs> that's the main reason they sent him down, not really for contract stuff. Because about his defense, for, dude? His defense, if, is his defense is Yeah, his defense is atrocious, but they already knew that. If, if he was hitting the ball in the air, they wouldn't have sent him down. Um, and I, I joked on here, now for the Cardinals next trip, watch them skip Matthew Lerator. And promote Wainwright instead, who Wainwright got destroyed in AAA and is came and hit 87 on the like, radar gun. Wayno, and and literally Librator just finished a game where he struck out nine guys. So we'll talk about Librator in a second when we get to the prospects. Um, I know we're already in an hour. Nationals, Alex Call coming back around a little bit at the top of the order. CJ Abrams coming to life a little bit. Besides that, really nothing fantasy wise except for Mackenzie Gore. Mackenzie Gore really is the only guy that's ownable even in 12 team lanes out of anyone on that team. So uh, they're all waiting for James Wood, man. Raymond, you got any injury notes that I didn't hit? To be honest, I've been typing this whole time, so I don't really know what you hit or didn't hit, but my injury notes, Julio, we talked about that. DeGrom, we talked about that. Andres Munoz could be hitting his rehab assignment soon. I guess he's a little behind schedule, but um, he should be on a rehab assignment next week and i guess the mariners are just like being so cautious as he gets to full strength like full velocity um i know we're both we're both very curious about how saves will play out when he comes back but uh, paul seawall is the guy for now we talked about alvarez and his neck he was back today saturday um herman marquez is worried he might need tj um, we talked about Aaron Judge, and then uh, I think we hit all the, the hurt pitchers, Tyler Malley, Kenta Maeda, and Garrett Whitlock. So, no, I think we hit them all. That we did. All right, we'll get to my top eight because I can't. I, I have too many guys for five. Uh, so, top eight waiver ads for 12-team leagues. Number one is Tanner Bybee. If he is available in your, your league, you need to go get him at your soonest possible chance. First start was phenomenal. It's going to be difficult to repeat it, I think, uh, because it was literally one of the best starts we've seen all year. His slider 
is one of the best pitches in baseball per small sample size. If you look up the rate, the CSWs and the percentiles and everything on the pitch. Um, the question is going to be if when these guys, Plesak and Quantrill and McKenzie are all there, who is going to be the odd man out? Are they going to send the rookies down or are they going to keep the rookies who are balling and get rid of these not as good, like number four, number five type guys? Savali, even like I like Savali a little bit. What do you think, Raymond, on 5e? I, I don't know. The, in, the, the Guardians are such a mystery in terms of they're like the token small market team. But yeah, I don't, I think I said last podcast, I don't, if they wanted to, they could go all rookies. And I think that would be the best version of that rotation, but I just don't know what they're going to do with those old, bad starters, Savali and whoever the other one is. They'll be, I think they would be a police act. I think they could trade them, for, but not for much. They can't get anything like really of value, like a bottom tier prospect or something. Trade them to like the Cardinals. Oh, I don't want any of them. I want Bieber only. Semi-Bieber or semi-death. Well, we've talked uh, about that, right? Like, Bieber is going to be a free agent at the end of next year. And this yeah. is usually when you see those guys move on from – and, dude, his velo is steady down. Like, I see, it feels like every start he's throwing It, softer, it doesn't softer. even matter. He's so good. It doesn't even matter. I, I still, He's anymore, still though. an ace. No, he does. He's still an ace. He had four uh, strikeouts last game. Dude, hey, breaking, the, news. The, breaking news. They need an outfielder. Breaking yeah. news. Corbin Carroll leaves the game with a left knee injury after he crashes into the wall against the Rockies. Oh, no. We call the that a crashes. Yep. Corbin Carroll, make him a DH. <laughs> uh, this one's for you, Gaby, because you were talking about it before we started. Outfielder Andrew McCutcheon with the Pirates. This is the third week in a row he has been on this list, and he's still under 60% owned in CBS Leagues. He is on pace right now for a 2010 season pretty easily with like a 370 OBP, 280 average. Like he is he's playing his best season since like 2016 or 2017. Come on, dude. You know you're in on some Andrew McCutcheon. <laughs> dude, I'm definitely in on Andrew McCutcheon. I, I'm trying to figure out how I can squeeze him into this deal that we're talking about because the guy's hitting like he hasn't hit for a couple of years and he's still getting his walks. So I don't think he's going to hit 30 home runs again, but he's, you know, I don't think 20 is out of the question, and I think he's going to get a lot of walks on the way. And he's stealing again. The bigger bases are helping the old man. Uh, I think, though, we talked, Raymond and I talked on a couple of podcasts back that his speed is, like, up there with, like, some of the really fast, like, the faster guys in the league. He's, his sprint speed home to first was, like, top 20 or something like that for the old man. So he got it back. He worked out. He, went, he got pumped going back to the Pirates. Worked out all offseason. He's got it back. Number three, starting pitcher Logan T. Allen, the other Guardians rookie. Uh, guys, I don't know about you, but I think I like Allen better than Bybee for this year. Wow. Because Allen is a lefty, and all of the other pitchers in the Guardians rotation are righties. So in my mind, a part of me thinks that if they were going to play with the rookies, a little bit with the rookies, they would – keep Allen up rather than Bybee just to keep the lefty righty thing going on. Um, but despite that, I think Allen has potential top 30 to 40 starting pitcher uh, stuff in him. Like if you look at his numbers, they kind of look like a little bit like George Kirby when George Kirby was in the minors. He's good. Um, I don't know. I like Allen a lot. And I think that you should not put all your eggs in one basket. If you're going to bid all your money on Bybee, I really think that you should have a backup plan. 
So Logan T. Allen, I got him in our Dynasty Darlings League. You guys got anything on Allen? I spent $16 on him in Memorial Magazine League. That was a good buy. Last week you did? Yeah. Good buy. Good buy, Raymond. I'm really surprised to hear you say that you like him more than Bybee. I don't know if that's that's fair. I don't well, like him long-term him more than Bybee. Look, I don't like him long-term more than Bybee because I've got Bybee as my number one guy here. But I do like him in redraft leagues more than Bybee because I think that if one of them goes down, it's going to be Bybee. It's not going to be Allen because Allen's the lefty. That's my opinion. That's Take true. that or leave that. Well, they <laughs> called Allen up first, right? So obviously yes. he's their preference too. Yeah, so I agree with did. you. Uh, number four here, Brian Bayo with the Red Sox. We already talked a little bit about him at a strong start. I think um, he's got really good stuff. I think he has a higher upside than both Bybee and Allen, but I think he's also a lot more volatile, and he also plays in a lo- much more difficult stadium in a much more difficult division. So I have Bayo ranked under those two guys, but I think he has a higher upside than both of them, if that makes sense. Anything on Bayo, dudes? I just don't no. think he's going to ever hit that number one, number two, number, you know, starting pitching. I think he's great in deeper leagues, but I just don't think that he's ever going to be an ace. He's got such good stuff, though. Number five, I feel like Jack Sawinski. We already talked a lot about him, but I just have to say this. 22.5% barrel rate. This guy is a 35 home run hitter, I think. I might have to keep him in these leagues. That's, that's how good I think he is going to be and how good he's been so far this season. This is a dude that you pick up on waiver wires and can turn into a keeper for you. Anything on Sawinski? Man, I don't know. I, I don't. You, did you just say he think he's gonna hit thirty five home runs? Yeah, he's never hit over two fifty in the minor leagues, and he's never hit more than twenty. He's never hit twenty homers at any stop. I don't know, man. I I know he's come out of the gates really hot, but the numbers that we're seeing in the majors, he has never really shown in the minors. So that that kind of makes me nervous. He made changes. He made very drastic changes this offseason. His plate discipline was always pretty. You just bad. like him. You just like him because he's walking a lot. He has a seventeen point eight percent walk rate and a twenty seven percent K rate. His walk rate is up. His K rate is down. And this is what I love. His chase rate is 19.4%. That is unheard of. That is unheard of. 19.4% chase rate. And his average exit velocity is 92.3. This dude is crushing the ball. Crushing. Uh, Next guy on my list, Brady Singer. This is one of yours, Gabe, so I'll let you get in on it a little bit because you were just talking talking about him. But uh, he still has a 20% homer to fly ball rate. He still has a 321 BABIP. He still has a 56.7% left on base, which is terrible. Those are weighing his numbers down. Uh, I think he's a solid number five, number six fantasy starter. I don't think he's a top three or four guy, but I think he's he's solid. What do you think? I know yeah. you're, you're in on him. Got anything well, to back I that said, up? I said last pod with just Raymond that, you know, Singer rode the pine in the WBC all spring. So, you know, the first two or three you know starts that he had for the Royals – against major league hitters were his spring training. So I think that that's a, I think that's what's kind of, you know, made Singer look so bad is that he's just trying to get warmed up. 
but I think that he's going to be a lot closer to the guy that we saw last year than the guy that we've seen the last, you know, the first five starts of the 2023 season. He's definitely yeah. a hold. Faux show. Number seven, Mason Miller with the athletics still under the threshold of ownership. Uh, he had his second start was a little bit rough. Uh, he was not throwing strikes. And when you're a fastball cutter guy, you have to be on point with the command. So obviously he still had the heat, but the command was not all there. He was getting behind the counts. I think Mason Miller can be a stud still, but he's got to get ahead of the count if he's going to do it. Number eight is second baseman, third baseman, Brandon Drury. As we talked about, this Shmomo burned me this week. Drop this he was he was so bad for the first month of the season. I dropped him and then he burned me. So lesson learned. Never drop, never drop an angel. Uh, <laughs> and we're about to get into Raymond's guys, but Raymond just fell off the pod. So let's re- let Raymond get back in here to talk about his waiver ads in a second. While we are waiting for Raymond, I suppose I will go into my deep league ads, uh, the top eight, 15 team league ads. Number one is Spencer Steer. He had a kind of a rough week, solid day today, two for four. Uh, but Great American Small Park hitting third for the Reds. Number two, as Raymond joins us back, I'll finish off my top my 15 teamers. Number two, Braxton Garrett. He's been on this list the whole season, basically, since he took the starting spot. Dude has a 245 ERA, and he still has a 348 Babbitt against him. So uh, he is good. I like him, Braxton Garrett. Uh, by the way, too, Raymond and I talked about how he had three pitches with over 30% CSW last season. He's got two like 90th percentile pitches right now, the sinker and the slider. Uh, the fastball, not good, though. Fastball's bad. Curveball is above average, so he can get that curveball back up, and he'll be better. Uh, number three, Ji Juan Bay. You guys know I've been talking about him before, from since the preseason. I got gay drafting him in mock drafts, and everyone's like, who the hell is that guy? Now everybody knows this guy. <laughs> I am the, the king of Ji Juan Bay. Qui-Gon Jinn. I got Jin, yeah. Number four, Gio Gallegos. We talked about him last week, too. Uh, he's going to swing some saves and holds. He's going to vulture. And he's also pitching really, really well. So a really, really good setup, man. is better than some of the worst closers, in my opinion. Like Ryan Helsey, for instance. <laughs> I was telling Gabe that uh, I think one of the gaps in coverage in this podcast is uh, you guys are in a bunch of saves and holds leagues, and you don't know what it's like to be desperate for saves. Oh, I know. We know what it's like to be desperate. We lived it together, Raymond. We lived it to get together in the OPL. And look, all our best guys are the $1 guys. <laughs> Catcher, Shane Langliers with the Athletics. Uh, Langliers has six homers now. I really think he's just Cal Rally of this year. Uh, so you could do a lot worse as like a number two catcher or something. Did you see someone dropped Cal Rally in FAI? Uh, I didn't notice because I have Shane Langliers. <laughs> and I have Bo Naylor and I have Logan O'Hoppy. So catcher is like the last <laughs> thing I need now. Besides injured Logan O'Hoppy, which is what my pride and joy for a month. Uh, number six, Jaron Duran <laughs> with the Red Sox. He is hitting the ball incredibly hard right now. 95.3% average EV. What? Or mile per hour average EV. That's crazy. With a 17.2% barrel rate. I don't think Duran will keep that up. That's like Brandon Marsh type stuff right there. But um, I do think he can hit 15 homers or 18 homers because I do think he will keep up some of what you're seeing. And he can also steal bags, so he's still a fast dude. 
Number seven on here, Alec Burleson. Hitting the ball really hard, but the barrel rate is not good. He's just not teeing it up right. Uh, also, Burleson is still hitting well, even though he has a 222 Babbitt. I know he's a big lefty, and he's not super fast, so he'll probably never have a high Babbitt, but he has really good contact skills. He hit his, his contact percent is like 87. I don't know if you know this, guys, but the other guys that have high contact rates like that are like the, the little speedy second baseman who hit 310 with no power. Burleson's got power. So if Burleson can combine the power with that kind of contact rate, we should be seeing uh, some really good stuff there out of him, which is why he was not demoted like some Jordan Walkers out there. Uh, number eight, last guy on the list, Louis Varland. I told you guys, Louis, Louis, Maeda's hurt. Molly's hurt. We don't know how long Molly's going to be out. Louis Varland should be up. Uh, he's looked awesome this year in the minors. He looked awesome as one star in the majors. If you miss out on Bybee, if you miss out on Allen, uh, Louis Varland might be the guy to shoot for. And that's enough talking for me for now. So, Raymond, why don't you go through your guys? My guys are going to sound a lot like yours. Most of the time, I have tried to not pick guys that you pick, but this time I just did mine. I didn't even look at yours. And mine are Brandon Fott. I think we've talked enough about him. Brandon Drury. Talked enough about him. Jihuan Bay, talked enough about him. Jaron Duran, you nailed that one too. And then my last one is actually a little different, Jake Berger. Um, he has seven home runs and 54 plate appearances. He's been the best hitter on the White Sox recently. The team is so terrible. Um, I don't think there's a lot of upside in terms of average there, but his power is real. And his defense is still an issue, but that doesn't count for fantasy. But – at some point, it might affect his playing time. And your drops? My drops are pretty obvious. Robbie Ray, Logan O'Hoppy, those guys are out forever. Uh, Kyle Freeland, Tyler McGill, Mike Clevenger, Michael Fulmer, Gabe. Gabe, are you alive? Gabe is dying live on the podcast. Sorry. And I'm, I'm just sorry. talking right Michael Fulmer's fine. Michael Fulmer's fine. He gave up six runs and blew a, blew the game the other day, right in the ninth inning. Yeah, but they're still, dude. David Ross is still putting him in the game. He got a, he got a hold yesterday, like he's still getting the high leverage starts. Or I'm sorry, he's still getting the high leverage appearances. I think Michael Fulmer's gonna be just fine. I know that I, he's been I'm, completely ruining the Cubs, but I'm so sour on. I saw a stat that said if they had even a decent bullpen, they'd be like 11 games over 500. Um, <laughs> Dude, they've got a great bullpen. They sound like Ella Harris, Montero, and Franchi Cordero round up my list. But I'm just, dude, I'll never think Fulmer is good as a bitter Tigers fan. Yeah, <laughs> I think Fulmer's a lot better than his numbers appear. He keeps getting, also, he keeps getting his manager's confidence, which is a big deal. That's been him for his entire career, though. Like, his stuff always looks good. He's got that wipeout slider, he throws hard. But, like, he always gets hit hard. At some point, he's just, like, it doesn't matter how good the stuff is if he gets hit that hard. You guys ready for prospects? I think Let's I have to go. To... Oh, no. Okay, Raymond. Peace. Bye, Raymond. Love you guys. All right. I love you. We'll get to the prospects. Numero uno. Starting pitcher, Brian Fott. We talked a lot about him. I think he's coming out very soon. I think he's coming up early next week. Uh, D-backs had a nice little excuse to skip him. 
based on the daily matchups not matching up, and I think they just didn't want him to start in Colorado. Uh, but I love the dude. 25 and a third innings pitch so far this year, 22.9% K minus walk rate. He's in the PCL, 391 ERA is like uh, amazing there. That's like a one ERA anywhere else. And a 118 whip. So Brandon Fott, number one. I know you like that, right, Gabe? Heck yeah, dude. Numero dos, Matt McClain with the Reds. I've been getting this guy friggin' everywhere I can. Uh, I don't have him in Dynasty, darling, so because I have too many good I'm gonna take prospects. Him. I'm going to take oh, him. Oh, I'm going to be so right sad. Now. I'm going to be so sad. Yeah, you're going to have to drop Nolan Gorman for him. I dare you. I double dog dare you. Yeah. Number, <laughs> number two, second baseman shortstop outfielder Matt McClain with the Reds. So far this season, he's hitting 333, 467, 655 with seven homers and seven steals. Uh, I said last week on the podcast, my comp for him is like a young Will Myers before he got bad meets a much worse version <laughs> of Trey Turner. I, it's like rookie I, season. <laughs> yeah. I think I think this dude is up next week. He should have already been up by all accounts because he's much better than those other guys that we were talking about in this podcast. Um, so, hold on and, a second. Do you think that his his contact tool is for real? Because he's never hit the ball like he's seeing it this season. He did in college. Like, I mean, like, well, he actually yeah, had, college, he had some bad – he had some bad – yeah, aluminum bats. He had some bad, uh, I don't know. I He was so good this spring. You might remember, Gabe, I was talking about him this spring. I was like, this yeah. dude is leading the whole spring in runs. And I kept saying, like, there's something to look at. There's something to look at. Like, that shows something, that they kept playing him near the top of the lineup. You don't play a guy with bad contact skills at the top of the lineup. I think the scouts might have got this one wrong, dude. I hope you're I right. It's possible. And if not, he's still playing in Great American Small Park. So, yeah. and if he, he'll be hitting near the top of the lineup, so he'll be fine. Uh, his swing is tight too. He, he looks like a righty Nolan Gorman, um, watching him swing, but this dude's on fire. Number two prospect right now. Cause I think he's up anytime. Uh, and he's, he's just been tearing up AAA. number three, Andy Rodriguez. We talked about him already. He's going to be coming back from an injury. I think as soon as he comes back from the injury and shows he's healthy, he's up. He has to show him he's good. Good to go. Uh, number four, Gavin Stone with the Dodgers. I pushed Stone down a bit because of Gonsolin coming up. So with Gonsolin coming in and not doing a rehab and just coming straight into the rotation, even though it got blown up. And that just kind of shows that the Dodgers are not ready to bring Stone up. So I think it might be another month or so before we see him. I know you're a big Gavin Stone guy, so a little unfortunate, I think. But you got anything I on that? I think that he had a couple of rough stars, but I think he's been better since then, hasn't he? In the PCL? Yeah, he has. Yeah, he started pretty rough, but his last start or two has, has been pretty good. Uh, number five here, Jordan Westberg with the Orioles. This dude killed it last week. Here's his triple slash now. 315, 383, 548. Five homers, three steals. He's right there behind Matt McClain for me as far as like these like super util guys who are really going to help your bench down the stretch because uh, he's got power speed, just like same as McClain. Westberg is actually the higher-rated prospect. Um, yeah. I just think McLean. I think McLean is going to have the better opportunity for at bats. Worst team, or like nothing really blocking him. Westberg, there's a bunch of guys on the Orioles where he's yeah. Be Joey Ortiz, dude. Joey Ortiz yeah. is the definition of a placeholder. They just wanted to promote him because they didn't want to screw up Westberg or Norby's development. But Westberg is still the guy there. Yeah, for sure. Number six, Matthew Libertor. I, I. This is not including the stats that I just said. He had nine Ks today. So before today, he had 27 and two-thirds innings pitched, 24.3% K-minus walk rate, 2.6 ERA, and 112 whip. 
If he was up on the Cardinals why, right now, why he'd be their second up? best pitch. He would be their second best pitcher to Jordan Montgomery. I swear, man. Like he would I be think their, that, he'd be their I number think two. The, <laughs> I think the Cardinals are afraid that if they call him up, they'll be admitting that they got totally roasted on that trade for a Rosarina. Like that's what I think that's going on here. They're just afraid Dude, that they're going to admit. He's they dominating got right now, and he's throwing he way is. harder. Like it makes no sense. Why wouldn't he be up? Sense. <laughs> and this is the other thing. This is the other thing too. Um, Nolan Gorman got so much better this last year because he went to driveline. And do you know who Nolan Gorman's best friend is? Like his whole life. Jimmy Martinez. Matt, no, Matthew, <laughs> Matthew Liberatore. Literally they lived like they're like neighbors and they played on the same little league team, the same middle school, high school. Like literally they play on the same teams their whole lives or whatever, like best friends forever. And now they're on the same major league team. Like they both went to driveline. Like, bring him up. Like, what are they doing? It's so stupid. Uh, and now one of your guys, Matt, <laughs> Matt Mervis with the Cubs, uh, number seven. He's hitting 269, 392, 50, 551. With He's six a dude. Homers. Dude He's is mashing. Dude. Why is he not up yet? Like, I, I think, I think I know or I get Hosmer, it's a Hosmer dude. thing, whatever, but I think when when is the line, Gabe? When, when is the line going to be drawn where it's like, okay, let's get into some threesome action here. Like, how it's not that hard to do that. They could all play five games a week, and it wouldn't really hurt yeah. anyone. You know, it wouldn't hurt anyone's ego. It wouldn't hurt anyone's, uh, you know, uh, development. It'd be, yeah, exactly. I think he'll be up within the next couple of weeks. I hope so. Number eight here, I've got Bo Naylor with the Guardians. I think he should be up in a couple weeks too. Dude has a 400 on-base percentage with four homers. Uh, the Guardians have a plethora of pitching prospects, but their pit- hitting prospects – have not been very good lately. Even though Zunino is playing well at catcher, they could bring up Naylor and do the whole MJ Melendez type thing, and I think that's what they should do. Why not? Right, Gabe? Yeah, dude. I, the only thing I've got on Bo Naylor is his hit tool. Like, the guy has never really been a great on-contact guy. I know, he, I know you love him because he walks all the time, but the only thing I'm afraid of is he hits 235 at AAA and he hits 150 at, in the major league level. And, you know, I, I have to believe that's a... A, a consideration for the guardians. Yeah. As far as I've heard, the guardians are more concerned about his defense than his hit tool. But um, yeah, I mean, last year he was hitting 270, 260, 270 pretty much with ridic- his on base skills are ridiculous, but he's also got power and speed. That's the thing. Uh, you put a guy like that at the top of your lineup, like with Steven Kwan, it doesn't matter, dude. You just want to get on base, put Qu- you got Kwan up there, the 400 OBP, you get Naylor up there, the 400 OBP and just, let the runs come in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, just let J-Ram knock these guys in. Talking about on-base percentage, number nine here is one of Raymond's boys, Justin Henry Malloy with the Tigers. He was traded for Joe Jimenez, uh, and I think the Braves actually lost a trade. because Right now in AAA, he's hitting 341, 477, 494 with three homers and a steal. Um, my comp for him is like a – Righty version of Lars Newpar with less power and speed. Like this dude just gets on base. Talking about Naylor getting on base, 477 OBP. What? You can't tell me that That's the Tigers insane. could not use that. Like, what? Don't you think like having that guy in front of Riley Green or in front of Spencer Torkelson would help those guys develop as well? I mean, yeah, I don't know, I don't know why he wouldn't be up right now. I know Comerica is going to take it, you know, a toll because it's hard to hit there, but. Uh, this guy should definitely be up by now. Yeah, he's a righty too, and a lefty. The Comerica hits the lefties a little hard on the righties. 
Uh, number 10 here, I've got Curtis Mead. Like I said, I actually think Manzardo's better. But uh, since the Rays were talking contract negotiation with Mead, you'd think he would be the next guy up. Um, he's not having a good year right now. 226, 292, 369, two homers and a steal. But he's a good player. He'll come around. And uh, he's got eligibility at multiple positions, second, third. Uh, traditionally a third base guy. So I think if something happens to one of these dudes, uh, Paredes can move off third and move over to second or first or whatever, and Mead can fill in a third. Uh, I think that's kind of the long-term move is they want to pair Mead with Wander long-term at those like third shortstop. So we'll see what happens there. Got anything on Mead? Yeah, I think it's just his, his cold start to the season is keeping him down. And guys like Harold Ramirez that just keep killing it for the Rays, I, you know, is a product of a slow start in a deep system. Yep. Uh, guys who graduated this week are Bybee, Silseth, Michael Bush, Joey Ortiz. Uh, and then some honorable mentions to keep on your radar for later in the year. Luis Ortiz, Bobby Miller, still injured. Sal Frelick, still injured. Connor Norby, Kyle Manzardo. Andrew Painter, still injured. But he's actually throwing now. Andrew Abbott, balling down Dude. in Cincy, up in Cincy. That's your boy. Dog. That's your boy. Uh, D.L. Hall, Yuri Perez, Bryce Miller, Ronnie Mauricio, another one of your boys, Ellie De La Cruz, Kyle Harrison, Colton Cowser, who's also balling right now for the Royals, by the way, Zach Galoff, uh, back from injury, Sedane Rafaela, Owen White, Mason Wynn, Gavin Williams, George Valera, Gordon Graceffo, Robert Gasser, Keston Hirstead, who's balling, and Evan Carter, who's also balling. Those guys are both in double-A, though, so I don't know if we'll see them this year, but we might, so keep them on the radars. Um, Gabe, what moves did you make this week? You got any? You got any big moves you want to talk about? You made any trades this week or anything like that? Mm, I've got a couple of trades we're talking about. You know all about them. You're kind of the centerpiece on those trades. Uh, let me see here. Mm, oh, I'll tell you one I made. Uh, I added. Well, you're gonna love this. I added Brandon Drury. <laughs> oh, good move in my in my in my ten team league, which is obviously very shallow. But uh, I think I actually dropped uh, maybe Brandon Donovan for him. Did you start you him? Know, that is the big question. Yeah, Did you well, get the I started homers? him there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm starting him now. I you know I think I started him. I think today was my first day. So I'm so jelly, uh, that's really the only thing I've got going on. I, I, last time I was on, I talked about trying to get Abbott. I lost him out uh, to somebody else, but I got Mauricio for the Mets. Kind of worried about what they do with him there because I just don't trust the Mets development of prospects. But yeah, that's pretty much all I've got going on right now. I'm trying to get Justin Steele wherever I can get him, as you know. But oh, yeah, uh, that's where I'm at. I got the cards. Also, I got the cards. Now that Raymond's gone, I can talk about Aaron Nola. The guy came out cold. You know, he started pretty cold. You know, he got lit up a couple times this season. But, you know, if you look at this guy, he's been a guy for the last three or four or five, six seasons. He's he's going to go back to his career averages. He's going to get blown up every once in a while. That's kind of who he is. I feel like he lost a little bit of love in the 2021 season. I think he had a pretty rough, a rough run there. But all of these top 
you know, 15 starters are going to go through rough spells, but they're always going to revert back to who they are. And I think that's kind of where we're at with Aaron Nola. Yeah, I want him. You want him. We'll see what happens. <laughs> CVS Memorial Magazine League. Uh, in this league, I dropped Josh Naylor to activate Jock Peterson this week. I dropped David Peterson. So one add one Peterson, drop another. I dropped David Peterson to activate Joe Musgrove off the IL. And then, unfortunately, I dropped Brandon Drury, very bad, for Jordan Diaz. In TGFBI, I added Mason Miller for $237, and the runner-up was 211 so Are you worried? Are you worried about that? Nah, I am not worried about Mason Miller. Uh, I dropped Daniel Hudson and added Jack Sawinski for 52 bucks. Love that. Runner-up was a 43 bucks. And I dropped Edo Uard Julian to make that happen because he got sent down. Fantasy Ace Ball Invitational. I added a $1 Justin Henry Malloy this week, which I'm going to love in that format because walks count. I have a $1 Jordan Diaz. I added a $1 Zach Thompson. And then I cut a $2 Colton Wong, a $4 AJ Pollock, and a $1 Chris Martin. And then in the Odd New Podcaster League, I added a $2 Jackson Winsky because I love him. And this is Raymond and I together. And we cut a $6 Daniel Hudson and a $1 Matthew Boyd. So those are the moves that we made this week. Raymond is going to have to tell his moves on another day since he peaced out. All right. Uh, I guess we got no Raymondism to close this bad boy up, Gabe. But let's wrap this up before my wife kills me for (laughs) taking so long. Well, I've got one. And I forgot this is actually one of the ads I made in the Fantasy Baseball Invitational. Kyle Hendricks is actually coming back he's on a uh he's on his rehab stint at triple a and i know everybody's probably forgot about him because he's it's been a couple years since he's been anything worth talking about but with uh jameson tyone being injured i think kyle hendricks uh they they brought up caleb killian this start and he allowed seven runs through less than two innings pitched I think that's Kyle Hendricks' spot next week. I don't think they're going to give Caleb Killian another look. I think Kyle Hendricks comes back. I think they're going to push him right back into the rotation. And, yes, it has been a couple of years. But Kyle Hendricks' profile fits that of a guy that, kind of like Adam Wainwright, can adapt to a loss of velocity. Not that he really had a lot to start with. But Kyle Hendricks may be a guy we're talking about here in July or August as – a, you know, a guy that people wish they had. And uh, I, I would just say if you're in a deep league and Kyle Hendricks is available, I think that he's worth the look. Interesting. I he's did not that forget old. about him. I did forget about him, dude. Uh, That's fair. So, yeah, I did completely forget about him. I actually saw his name the other day and I was like, when's he coming back? Like, so <laughs> pretty quick, dude. Yeah. Way yeah. quicker than anyone would have thought. Yeah. And he never really had all that velocity to start with. So, you know, he, he really, his profile should age extremely well. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So that is it for the Fantasy Baseball Podcast. You can find us again on the Twitter, at Fantasy Baseball, at Catcher Streamer, at Raymond Atherton for Raymond. And we'll see you next time. Peace out, y'all. Thanks, Sam. See you guys.